Any college baseball fans out there, if you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you, graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns, and get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Today is the day. Hall of Fame kickoff. Now, a lot of you are skeptical. Why would we bet the preseason? We're going to explain to you why it can be one of the most profitable times of the year. Specifically tonight, the Raiders, there's been money on the Las Vegas Raiders, now favored by two and a half over Jacksonville. Aaron Rodgers, there's now conversation about drug use a drug that's on the banned substance list. Could he be suspended? What's going to happen? The Vegas market has not yet adjusted. The Steelers sign holdout wide receiver, and even so, they are supposed to have the first losing season in Tomlin's career as a head coach based upon the win total. Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, live on 226 FSR stations across this great, great nation. But this is it. People have been counting it down. I know preseason, you might scoff, Hall of Fame game especially. 
But like we said, it means football, real football is around the corner. And if you follow the camps and all that, it's nice to see. You know, it's funny about the camps, man. When you get a hardcore fan, they're not debating about their quarterback oftentimes or the starters. It's like, oh, yeah, our fifth-round pick, D-back. I really think he's going to be something. And, like, the hope is three years from now, he's like the nickel corner. But when you really dig into these teams and become a hardcore, if you in that mode of a hardcore fan, that's where the real drama is and the narratives are. So we're joined, A.J. Hoffman. A.J., let me ask you a question. You... Even with or without a press pass, you know, when you were eventually barred from the facility, <laughs> you were following Houston, like, very closely. Of course, yeah. That was my, my job. It was one of the biggest parts of my job in Houston. Exactly. And which makes it really lamentable you were barred. But it does, <laughs> it does bring up uh, the question, were you just swept up in – I know you kept your impartialness and all that, but – like who was going to make the team between these two guys that both are going to play special teams and one's in his third year, one's in his, you know, uh, undrafted rookie. Like that is, there's a lot of, if you go to those team blogs, you know, like each team has like, you know, uh, like somehow SB nation somehow, uh, or sometimes does it, or I think they do for all teams. And then there's independent blogs where these are guys that live it. They're out trying to get advertising and they're trying to make their 80,000. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes during camp, it's all about the cut line and all that. Yeah. And it's, for me, it didn't matter that much because most of those were play. Those were the, the last players on the roster. So those didn't matter much to me as someone who was going to be talking about the team's wins and losses and, and day-to-day stuff. But there are certain, like you said, the hardcores, the, these are some of the most important times. Those, those last few cuts mean, mean the world to some of these guys. You really are about as heartless as a man can get, I think. <laughs> Like, cause, I mean, like, think of what you just said. You said, well, my job was – and it, it immersed you into this – it's almost like when you watch, like, um, uh, like the shows that fall – you know, like HBO has the show, Hard Knocks, where they – you know, the, the, the cameras are behind the scenes and they're following everything. And is that still HBO? I think it is, right? Yep. Um, yeah. But it's like you end up caring about that guy who's like the undrafted free agent, but somehow you are impervious to that. You could have met, like you met these people, you probably interviewed these people and, and then come the cut. It's like, it did your heart didn't like if they had a EKG, it would just stay too, too, it wouldn't move. Yeah, I was staying smooth. Yeah. Uh, is that what you call it? Smooth heartless. Yeah, smooth? I mean, my, my, my heart, my heart didn't start racing. It, did, it just did. It didn't impact me much, honestly, it, exactly. Like, that, it's, it's, it's every year. There's, guys coming in that you know are just not going to be there and you, if you if you get yourself emotionally attached to these guys all you're going to do is give yourself a bunch of grief Who oh, that? so so now we just got to the heart of it no pun intended that all the upsets and trauma from your youth is it made you where you didn't <laughs> want to be upset anymore don't upset aj don't upset him he doesn't like to be upset that's is it. Kind it. Of, is it kind of like that? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I, I haven't uh, been on the couch to know. You you can analyze me. For, uh, it's I fine with me. I had you stammering there, buddy. We are straight out of <laughs> Vegas. And listen, if you live or die, AJ won't really care. So don't worry about that. All right. Just you do it for Life yourself. Life goes on. Uh, exactly. Life goes on. <laughs> Uh, that's what your kids are going to say when they're doing the eulogy to you. Life goes on, Dad. Right. It, it was a good run. 
<laughs> That's just the facts. Uh, it's true. It is, that is true. All right. So let's talk facts. Let's talk dollars and cents. Here's the guy. This is the best thing I can tell you this show. Nothing else is going to be this useful. In general, I can tell you exactly how much opportunity there is in any sport to bet, even if I've never heard of the sport. Yeah, here's how. <laughs> What's the limits? Because the bookies want to take the biggest bets they can. They would love to take a billion-dollar bet. You know why they don't? Is because they're uncertain about how much of an edge they have. Now, at a certain point, at millions and millions of dollars, it becomes about bankroll management, right? So even if you went to, like, the Bellagio and said, I want to bet a billion dollars on one roll of the dice, they wouldn't let you because even though they know they have an edge, let's say in, in craps, they don't want to risk, like, their entire net worth <laughs> of the company on one roll. But yeah, they other, don't want to lose a casino on a roll of the dice. Yeah, so other than that one extreme... In general, they're going to take as big a bet as they can when they know they have an edge. So if someone's a whale at Blackjack, for example, a whale, W-H-A-L-E, is someone who bets gigantic money. That's a term that you've probably heard. And they they fly those guys in. If you saw the movie Casino, it depicted it. You know, If they want to leave, they try to get them not to leave. Uh, there's a great gambling movie called Owning Mahoney that Philip Seymour Hoffman played a gambling addict from Canada. It's a famous story. And he ended up losing, I think, like $15 million of a, of a bank's embezzled money. And he liked fried chicken. So whenever he came to town, they had the chef making new fried chicken every 15 minutes, just thinking at one point he's going to want some fried chicken. And they kept dump, dumping the other, you know, when it got cold, you know why? Because that cost of that chicken is nothing compared to the theoretical hold the casino has when a guy's betting that much money. So they would do anything to, you know, or almost anything to get a whale and make him happy. So why are the limits less than gigantic in the preseason, for example? It's because the bookies know that the best bettors know a lot more than they know. And they're just trying not to get they're trying to get enough public action. People flipping coins effectively. Barney at the bar. That the people sharp, betting on their favorite team. It, it might be their favorite team, or they might be betting against the team they hate. Like last year there was Green Bay against Houston. You hate Houston. Or at least you <laughs> thought they were gonna lose. And you said Green Bay must be a good bet. Well, it was your first yeah. lesson, AJ. How'd that turn out? Yeah. I learned my lesson. I, it's, it's, I'm 0-1 betting preseason NFL now. And here's the beauty of it. In general, bad teams are good in the preseason, and here's why. One, they have higher draft choices. Just look, think of the Jets in general. The Jet, now, again, you got a second-year coach. you got to consider the coach. I mean, we'll talk about Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens have an amazing preseason streak to the point of people being mad at Harbaugh for getting people injured, trying to win pre or at least seemingly risking injury to try to win a preseason game. But you know what? Historically, the best coaches have cared about the preseason. They think winning is a habit. They think losing is a habit. Uh, Bill Parcells was famous. There was a, there was a lot of houses built literally from b batters that bet Parcells in the preseason. 
Belichick isn't as extreme, but you know Harbaugh is. The history of the coaches really matter. Do they emphasize offense or defense? You can win with totals over-unders because of that. Also, every team has a dress rehearsal game. It used to be game number three. So the first, now remember, if you play Hall of Fame, you get an extra preseason game, which actually is a big advantage in week one, which is next week, because now you're playing your second game. The other team's playing their first. So there's a, a ton. I mean, I literally, we could do nothing but preseason handicapping stuff. And it would be, you know, for the hardcore batter, it would be interesting. We won't do that, but there's so many angles to it. And a great one is how well has the team been doing up to this point in the preseason? Because once a team get what a team doesn't want to do is if it's a bad team, especially is go over in the preseason because now they lose the first two regular season games and it used to be six game losing streak. Right now it's three, right? Instead of four. And that makes the dress rehearsal game less clear. It used to be game three. And yeah. game four was always just for the cut line guys. So in a weird way, the emphasis used to be on how much is this like a regular game? It used to be that game three was the most like it. Game two was the second most. Game one was the third. And game four was the least like it. Well, now that's changed. Some people make game three their dress rehearsal. So, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the la- which is effectively the last game, where others are making it game two. So this is all about reading, and, and, and there's people on Twitter, if you know the beat writers for each team, follow them. They're, they're in the press conferences, and they're going to tweet out right when they find, hey, quarterback's playing X, Y, Z. Now, here's the amount of time. Here's another factor, is how is if you play the quarterback, you have to play the offensive line. You can't put a starting quarterback in with the backup offensive line because if he gets hurt, you're going to lose your job probably. So now, in a way, the the quarterback is not only important, but he's a proxy for what the other offensive players are going to do starter-wise. So, AJ, just kind of did a brain dump there. What jumps out at you? Well, what you said about the quarterbacks playing or not playing, that's going to be the case tonight. It looks like Jacksonville's top two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Beathard, both sitting out tonight's game. Okay, so, um, well, yeah, when you're as good as Trevor Lawrence, why would you need any <laughs> He's reps? Got it, got it all figured out, but I, I guess that, that speaks to how, how much you're going to see of the, the regulars in general now for Jacksonville, because it wouldn't make much sense to have the well, entire starting remember, offensive line out there. See, I, I disagree with that. I, I, don't th- I think in general I agree with you in that it shows what the intention of the coach is. How much are they focused on winning and losing? Yes. But there's no reason that if they wanted the offensive line to get reps, that having a backup quarterback makes them more prone to injury, right? So, if, you know, and I'm not sure what they're doing on the O-line tonight, but what I'm saying in general is if you have the starting quarterback, you certainly are going to have the starting offensive line. If you have a backup quarterback, I think it lends itself to a backup line, but you're not as sure. Would you say now that they they've kind of scaled back the the preseason? Do you think that there there are less got less reps that are being taken by the first team guys? It seems like it's now more it about like, the bottom of the roster it, than. Wouldn't it naturally be the opposite though? 
I thought so, but I, it just feels like last year it seemed like there were there were less reps being taken by the starters. It was like you're if right. You, if we assume you're a starter, you're just going to take you, you're going to take a couple and get out of there, and we'll let everybody else kind of shuffle themselves in or out. But it seems like now they're giving more credit to the guys that they know they want out there starting come week one. You're right, and I don't think it's across the league. I think it's very team specific. So, for example, McVay has been famous. I mean, remember last year, new quarterback who happens to have tendonitis at this point. Boy, he won that Super Bowl. Now there's all kind of trouble but <laughs> for your boy. But anyway, the fact of the matter is that, that, that what the Rams have done and what other teams have done, if I recall, um, Green Bay does this now under uh, you know, the new regime, is it's a situation where they don't, they're not going to play their starters no matter what. Right. Or at least their quarterback and not even for a snap. Like the the big thing, even the dress rehearsal would be you want to play them two plus quarters because you want them to have one experience of playing the first quarter, second quarter, go in for halftime, then have to come out and play again. Right. Because you don't really replicate that typically. You're playing, you're playing, you have a 20 minute break. Now you're playing again. And that was the old school way. And some coaches still do that. So you got to understand what has the coach done in his career and what has he done last year? Because that's going to be the most telling because it was, you know, it did decrease the number of games. I would have thought that would have emphasized it more. But like I've seen Chicago's talking that they're going to play like it's they're going to play almost. It looks like a lot of starters, a lot of the game, including fields in week one. So this is you can't bet these preseason games unless you understand what the rotation of the starters is going to be. And that's all about information. And it's all pretty much available on the Web. Closing thoughts. And, AJ. and both coaches tonight, first, you know, first time coaches, at least with these teams, Doug Peterson and Josh McDaniels, who have both been coaches elsewhere, but first time with these particular teams. Yeah. And I think the way in general, the league's moving away from playing the players. So if a coach didn't play him in his former stint, I think it's very unlikely they're going to convert to play them now. If they did play them, I would still be uncertain if they will because of the way the league has gone. Yeah. But my understanding is at Denver, uh, he didn't play his starters very much in, in that. What was it, one preseason or, or I guess two? I can't remember. I think he had two preseasons. Uh, in Denver. So if he didn't play him much then, you assume he's it's going to be, be less, e- either equal to or less now. Yes, because the general trend is down, yeah. and I don't think t- you're either going to follow that or you're going to be impervious to it, but you're probably not going to buck it because your initial inclination was whatever it was, right? So uh, guys that did play at their first stint, their starters a lot, I think it's either they do or, or they won't. If they didn't, I almost think it's sure they won't because it would take bucking the trend to go up now. All right, so yeah, let's that do makes this. a lot of sense. Let's take our first break. We're going to talk about some other issues, but in the final block in D, as we call it, but the last part of the hour, we're going to be talking about tonight's game more specifically. Might even have a pick on it. Otherwise, we're going to be talking about drugs. We're going to be talking about psychedelic <laughs> drugs and Aaron Rodgers. And he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gabriel. 
Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Harold G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. So recapping simply segment number one, when the bookies are scared, you should be greedy. When the bookies are greedy, you should be scared. And the bookies are scared in the preseason. The limits are tiny 
that means there's opportunity. And we'll be breaking it down the entire preseason right here, including tonight's game, Hall of Famer, before the end of the hour. Great day to join. Also, we were talking earlier today what topics we wanted to cover. And AJ kept going, Aaron Rodgers, drugs, drugs, Aaron Rodgers. Like, he would alternate it. Drugs, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, drugs. <laughs> and then he kept sending me texts like, ayahuasca is illegal in 28 states. Dude, you were passionate about this topic, weren't you? I thought that it was ironic that everybody's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers using ayahuasca in the offseason. Like, it's not a big deal. When I feel like if if some other player, let, let's just say for this hypothetical, an African-American player said that he used illicit drugs in the offseason, it wouldn't just be like, oh, that's clever and interesting and quirky. It just feels like Aaron Rodgers gets a pass because he's this, this oddball dude. I, well, first off, is this story broke today, correct? Yes. What could possibly... he went on the the Aubrey the Aubrey Marcus podcast and all right. And so why don't we why don't that... we define the story first of all? Okay, he he's, uh, Aaron Rodgers went on a podcast and admitted to using ayahuasca uh, in South America, which is a psychedelic drug, and he says that's what helped him to win back to back NFL MVPs in 2020 and 21. He says it was the universe bringing things to happen when they're supposed to happen. I don't think I've ever heard someone like you. I truly believe like Joe McCarthy could have read the Communist Manifesto without the sneers in their voice that you had when reading that. <laughs> you go, ayahuasca. And then you go, you know, and then he said, I mean, man, can't you just present the facts without it being biased and let and yes. then win the argument? Aaron Rodgers did DMT. He thinks it helped which, his which, pro just football to be clear, career. So DMT and ayahuasca, what's the connection? DMT is the active drug in ayahuasca, okay. or the active now, psychedelic in ayahuasca. A lot of people – now, ayahuasca is something that, if I'm not mistaken, has been used by American Indians and such as part of their like their culture of um, you know shaman and all that stuff, right? Sweat yes. lodges. I mean, I saw the Beverly Hills 90210 when Dylan and Brandon went to a sweat lodge. It was trippy. <laughs> You know, so I don't know. I'm sure it was very similar. I'm sure it was very similar. Okay. Although so, Aaron Rodgers says his experience was on a beach. Okay. So <laughs> the consequences you say that haven't come, when would they have came between this morning and now? The league should have came in and suspended him? No. Or what? No. And I, I don't think there will be consequences. One of the but, things but you're, I, you're speculating. Was... You're saying you don't think they will be, but it's kind of hard to say. I'm going to be indict the league for not acting when they, it would be impossible uh, for them to have acted up to this point. All I'm no, what I'm saying is the public is reacting differently than they would be if Antonio Brown came out and said, "I did cocaine this offseason and it really helped my game." Like, I okay. think people would lose their minds over that. Now, what is your what is your personal and as a father, what is your feelings about drugs and legalization and you know marijuana, for example, legal in Nevada? I don't really have a problem with drugs necessarily. I, I don't. I think that obviously you'd like to see people be able to manage their their own behaviors on but drugs. It, but, but I'm but not like that, some. Isn't that one of the aspects of drugs? Is both in the moment and in the long term that the your ability to use your discipline to dictate your actions when you're drunk or high, or your addiction if you do become addicted. 
isn't that kind of the point in the in the fact they were illegal in uh, in some still are and many were f- for a long time like marijuana is because yeah in the perfect world it probably doesn't hurt you but in other worlds it increases the chance of car wrecks and of bad decisions sure. and it, so what you're saying is take away all the bad of drugs and I'm okay with it but that's not the way it is so how do you decide I am for people. I'm for people having the choice to do drugs you if they like want to, to do drugs. You like to say you're for freedom. You like. I know I that's your default. I get I, that. I, don't, I, I think sending people to jail over drugs is silly unless you commit a crime while you're on drugs, and then that's. I mean, you committed a crime, so what that's about different. Dealing I don't drugs? think drugs should be a crime. What about dealing drugs? I think dealing drugs to kids should be a crime. I think otherwise, you some you got to get them from somewhere. So, but. You don't have to take. I mean, the society is attempting. I know you want to joke and, and, and get away from this hard hitting questioning. But I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I mean, that's that's what I really feel. I feel like if you give drugs to kids, you should you should be right, we, persecuted we, for. I it. I know but, it's the Godfather, right? I got it, right? Keep it away from children. I mean, I'm following. But what I, that's the easy stuff. We, we this is what Straight Out of Vegas does. We go past the easy stuff quickly and get to okay. the hard stuff. That's it. No kids, right? No, uh, you shouldn't be able to Mickey a girl in a bar. I got that right we got that all figured out now the question is what about aaron Rodgers? is this wrong are, are we talking about how you th- object to it or are you talking about the fact that it feels like it's hypocritical and there's a double standard and regardless of what your drug position was aaron Rodgers should have to follow the same as antonio brown is that your main point the- the latter is my main point. Yes, I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers doing ayahuasca. I just think it's funny that everyone's everyone's acting like it's no big deal. When if this were a different player, I think people would be making a big hubbubaloo of it. So you think this is a racial matter? I do. Okay. Is it now if a white guy were doing marijuana was doing excessive marijuana, and let's say it was I don't know what the I think the league it's still illegal, but they don't test for it. Is that the way things yeah, are now? Yeah. Okay. And you, your first offense, you get put into a a, a program. You're not. But how can there be after. an offense if they don't test for it? That's a good question. That's just what the, that's the way it reads. Uh huh. Okay. So. It strikes me that if there's a guy that had, let's say, a white guy with dreadlocks and he kind of, let's say, had uh, presented himself culturally as similarly to a lot of African-Americans, would we object to him or would society or the group you're saying is looking at this and saying it's okay? Would they object to that or because he's white, they'd say, oh, that's cool. He's finding himself. I think a white hippie type guy saying well, yeah, I tried psychedelics. As as, it wouldn't be hippie because that's almost like uh, that's kind of out of t- that's anachronistic in a way. Like there aren't really many hippies anymore. It Aaron Rodgers is a hippie. Well, he's got a, he certainly has a free spirit about him. He does. But but Aaron Rodgers is almost 40 years old. Right. I mean, the typical players that are going to be getting into drug problems are like 15 years younger than him. So, it, 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 Mackenzie, is his mic working now or not? How's your yes, mic? Yes, tested. All working right, fine. Good. So let's bring you. I mean, you, you you used to hang out with drug dealers, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, is that true or not? <laughs> yes. Okay. My, when I first got to Vegas, a good friend of mine was a drug dealer. One of your first it. stories you told was that you were held ha- captive by uh, it was a, like a police for the little um, complex, right? So the yeah, rental cops, mall cops, yeah, right. mall cops held you hostage like for like twelve hours or something, right? <laughs> Three hours. It felt like twelve. Okay, but that was like the second story you ever told us. So you weren't hiding it. 
So, okay, now the nation knows, all right? Is, is, is the Shanahan, is um, Mike Shanahan's nephew hung with drug dealers in Vegas? Run with it if you want, aggregators. It's up to you. <laughs> but the fact is, you've got some strong feelings on drugs. I, I, first of all, let's get specific. Do you think it's about black and white, or is it about the culture of marijuana use that, that would people would find more objectionable than they find the hippy-dippy psychedelics? I think it's both. I think the cultural oh, differences would Go be ahead. would. I don't think if if a black person said I did ayahuasca, it would be treated in the same way. If a black person said they did cocaine, it'd be treated in a different way, even than that. So it's it's not one thing or the other. It's both. Okay, so you're saying if it was identical actions, and the actions were psychedelic, or the drug was psychedelic, there's a long history in this country amongst the intelligentsia, amongst the real thinkers that are set in trends, is that, that the finding yourself through psychedelics is a, a valid uh, direction. Uh, Steve Jobs is on record as saying there would be no Apple company if I didn't do LSD. Now, that's a strong statement. I mean, the guy that's probably contribute, one of the top five contributors of the last 50 years are, are uh culture effectively i mean the iphone has changed the world yeah now so i'm not saying it makes it okay i'm saying a guy doing cocaine that story is all the nba players that lost their careers over it because they you know physically couldn't play as well that there's no one saying i i invented this great thing because i was doing i was all coked out but with psychedelics there is a history of that it doesn't mean they're not dangerous it doesn't mean you should do a bunch of them but can we agree that in our culture there is a more permissiveness to psychedelics all the way to the point of microdosing becoming a huge part of psychiatric uh, treatment, yeah. right? Yes, I agree. I agree with that. It is more socially acceptable, it seems. And maybe rightfully so. Maybe so. It so, does, I mean, it does seem like it's got more benefits to it than the heroin, certainly. I, I mean, if, so if you're saying what's got if you made a list of the benefits of something, I, I see that there could be some benefits to using these psychedelics. The okay. screenwriter of the West Wing, Aaron Sorkin, said 100 percent of the West Wing was written when I was high on cocaine. I don't think he would say that if he was a black guy, because I don't think he'd be accepted. Hmm, That's interesting. Now, it kind of makes sense now that I've seen the West Wing. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do this. I, that one was a good point. I'm going to ponder, but I'll have a response. And you know, it's going to be really good. First, though, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Boy, the Ravens and those injuries in the preseason, you combine that with their emphasis on winning, you've got to wonder if that intensity from Harbaugh nonstop doesn't cause some of this. I also uh, I noticed Isaac Lowenkron said, bad news. Ravens injury, and I know you were thinking, not bad news to me. <laughs> no, I don't want the guy to, you know, I want him to be hurt. Just, I want him to be fine, just hurt so much he can't play. That's all. Okay. Well, there you got it. Yeah. So, okay, couple thoughts here. One is, you know, McKenzie tried to trick me, and that's what they, those Ivy Leaguers <laughs> do. But if you actually think about it, is Aaron Sorkin didn't say anything about that the West Wing was better because of the cocaine. In fact, if you think about it, maybe he's in a way explaining away the excesses of the West Wing by saying that. We don't even know if it's a true story. But in a way, if you said, yeah, there's brilliant moments in it, but there's some stuff that's pretty wacky and not so good. Well, yeah, I was all coked out in a way that explains it. 
So, Mackenzie, mm. I, I don't think that's really as applicable with Steve Jobs saying there wouldn't be an Apple if it weren't for psychedelics. Now, think you about the iPhone perfectly concise, the West Wing not perfectly concise, very flowery it, language. Exactly. All right, now, moving on. Russia. I'm going to solve this problem right now. But here's, some, here's, a, <laughs> here's a little piece of advice on Russia, just for everyone out there. When you get into a conflict, it might be a legal conflict, it might be a boyfriend, girlfriend, someone you know got with your girl, you think you've escalated things, like things are you know DEFCON 5 or whatever, or 1. I can't remember what direction it goes, but here, like, I think 1 is, is higher than 5. Threat but, level red. Yeah, but here's the thing. There's always often a level beyond that. Scorched earth is what they call it. So sometimes there'll be two parties. And if anyone saw succession, remember now, the son was go Kendall was going after the old man hard. But the old man had the, you know, the murder or the, the homicide or I guess you call it whatever, manslaughter that his kid did that he covered up. His wife said, why don't we do something about it? And he kind of was like, well, you know, it's not that time, All right? So what I think the United States did wrong in this Ukraine situation was supporting Ukraine. Hey, I don't disagree. But the idea that we went as hard as we could with the embargoes and all that and all the different restrictions, it was like now Russia has nothing to lose. What can you threaten? It's like death row again. You know, there's nothing to lose on death row. What can you threaten Russia with, short of nuclear war, that you haven't done already? So now what's their motivation not to keep the player? Right? Who seemingly broke the laws of the country? Yeah. So I hate the idea that a player is over there and, you know, but I also think part of it has to do with the fact if, if Russia, if we had something to give Russia, Right. Or a concession to make. Or if we said, hey, we're not we're going to do this if you don't let her go. Yeah. If we had something to take from Russia, if they didn't do what we asked. But we've, but they, we've, we've already done it, that. We took it all. And, and, and they're still OK, seemingly. So, you know, in general, understand when something escalates, is it finally that last version? Because then nothing matters. Right. Women, yeah, show, really whatever's point. happening is happening. But in this case, it's not that even in World War Two. Right. There was a Geneva Convention. You couldn't just do anything. Now, listen, Germany did a lot of stuff. Japan did a lot of stuff. So, you know, war crimes. Right? We can debate that. But in general, even in a world war, there's going to be rules which means there's a level of intensity even beyond that. And if I didn't do psychedelics, AJ, I would have never been able to say it like that. Because <laughs> in college, I did experiment. I can't lie. It's been a long time, but I did experiment. So when we come back, we'll wrap up the Aaron Rodgers talk, and then we're going to talk about the, tonight's game. We're going to do a Vegas betting preview. Stay tuned. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen 
Listen to the Rice or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. Out against the world and the heavens gonna fall. The government runs the 
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Okay, so you were hot to trot on this Aaron Rodgers stuff. I think you might be a little premature. We don't know if he's going to get in trouble. I think we can agree, and there's no doubt, that the public generally is going to be more accepting of psychedelics than, I mean, some people aren't going to accept any drugs. They're going to hate them all. Some people are going to be okay with any of them. But in the middle, there is there are going to be more people that are conceptually going to be, you know, if something's used for religion with the Indians, it obviously has some spiritual element to it. What's your conclusion here? Like, what, what do you want? Do you want Aaron Rodgers banned? Do you want him jailed? No, what do it, you want? And as I looked up today, how long does DMT stay in your system? It's less than 24 hours. So even if they said, we're going to test you now, Aaron, well, good luck proving it. I, I mean, it feels like this is something that's it's done and gone, and it's not going to affect anything. Plus, if you're in another country, you know, maybe he might have checked with his lawyer, and that was a big distinction, too. I don't know. Um you know who Aaron Rodgers reminds me of? And we're going to be breaking tonight's game down Vegas style here in a minute. He reminds me of the quarterback from Varsity Blues. Dawson. What was his name? From yeah, I can't Creek. remember his name in the care. I know it you're does, talking about. It, it James doesn't. Vanderbeek is the actor. Yeah, none of that matters. The quarterback <laughs> in Varsity Blues. Who was he? He was a guy whose spirit was different than football, but he was good at football. Because Aaron Rodgers is the antithesis of a meathead. And I don't find him particularly intelligent, to be honest. But he certainly has an expansive worldview. He's not letting the cliches of football dictate to him. And, like, Tom Brady, I think, is probably have a higher IQ, if I had a guess, than Aaron Rodgers. But Brady has used that IQ to buy into football. Aaron Rodgers, it seems like from a young age, didn't even like so much. He was so good at it. But he couldn't turn away from it. Because he was so good at it. I agree. And these are ways for him to, I think, establish himself as other than the typical NFL player. And you know what? In that regard, I'm sympathetic to it. Because I think any outsiders in any field are usually the most important people because they can they can push a sport or a culture in a certain direction on the fringes where the people in the middle are just going along for the ride. So I don't like Aaron Rodgers particularly, but I, I, I sympathize with him trying to change the, the meatheadness of football, which I think is changing in general. Because, like, with all the – you look at the coaches now, you don't have the, the stern guys. You've got player coaches who are smart, who use computers and analytics. It feels like the sport's moving in Aaron Rodgers' direction. He's just fighting the old battle. He's fighting against a Tom Landry or a Mike Ditka. But those guys aren't around as much anymore. Well, and the expectation is that you're going to love nothing. You're going to live and breathe football. Nothing else is going to come close to it. And I think with Aaron Rodgers, we'll always have questions. What if Aaron Rodgers cared about football the same way Tom Brady did? What, what could Aaron Rodgers have been? I think those types of things, those questions make, make things interesting. And in a way, like you said, sympathetic. I feel like almost in a way disappointing. Like I, I wonder what Aaron Rodgers could have been had he just devoted himself fully to it. But really deciding between the two is the crux of the question would it be better to quelch all of your human tendencies and become a a robo quarterback marinovich that didn't work out so well or to be a hall of famer and still be yourself that sounds like almost the dream in a way right the fact that he's so good that he was able to do it without it being like his sole priority is is, it's pretty telling of his talents he was worried about his soul it wasn't just football it was his sole (laughs) priority 
Again, that's LSD helping. Again, it's been 20-plus years, but still, I don't know. All right, Mackenzie, what was the opening line in tonight's game? What's the current line? Opening line was Raiders minus one. It went to pick them before it was announced that Lawrence would be out for the Jaguars. Now it's Raiders minus two and a half. Okay, so were the Raiders upgraded because Lawrence is playing or not? I'm confused because if Lawrence <laughs> plays, you think it would upgrade the opponent. Yes, the Raiders have been upgraded since Trevor Lawrence was announced out on Tuesday. They're okay. now minus two and a half, the Raiders. Yeah, I understand. I understand. He's like he's like some like grandma that or grandpa, someone's making a joke and he doesn't get the joke. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> that maybe Trevor Lawrence not playing shouldn't be a bad thing for the Jacksonville Jags. Ah. Yeah, huh? So I get he, that. You, did you, you you didn't do a bunch of acid in college, did you? <laughs> exactly. See? I missed See? out. <laughs> all right. Now, and by the way, all joking aside, we're at the end of the show, is I have seen more people burn out and affected in a bad way by LSD than any drug. I mean, seriously. So as much as I think you could see the point of experimenting, I think it's super dangerous, too. So be careful would it, be my advice. There's like I, a hard... There's like a hard line where it starts to affect you really negatively, right? You don't know where that line is. I'm passing tonight. If I had to lean, I would lean with Jacksonville. I don't think it's worse without Lawrence, but it's just a lean. Good show, AJ. I love that that's your uh, your theory on the game is Lawrence is out. Upgrade the Jags. If you missed any of today's show, including a discussion on ayahuasca, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.